Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. The Nepalese Meditation Bowl is chiming, and that means it's time for The Art of the CEO. The show for people who enjoy the challenge of business and who want to do it a little better. <laughs> I am your host, Bart Jackson, the Hieronymus Bosch of business. And every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, the art of the CEO streams magically through the amazingly misunderstood realms of cyberspace, where you may listen and download it all by visiting blogtalkradio.com slash the art of the CEO. Yes, that's blogtalkradio.com slash the art of the CEO. And we invite you to visit and explore for your benefits. And whether you are an entrepreneur who has just founded a game park in his native country of South Africa, like Gert, or an attorney of one of, one of the largest cloud computing firms seeking to make the cloud, well, a little more secure and accessible, like Bert. We are here to bring you the sage counsel from business masters to aid your career and your ventures. Now, today's uh, episode is entitled, Taking Mastery of Your Greatest Business Asset. And for those who read the uh, write-up of this, we're going to have the sage Mr. Gary Douglas, who uh, is one of the fine prime movers and philosophers of our current shift into benevolent capitalism and how there's a, you have a whole lot more choices as an individual worker for, uh, that is a capitalist like yourself. But unfortunately, Gary has was at a last-minute problem, was unable to come on. But we're going ahead with this program because it is a very, very poignant topic. It is the whole way the business community is moving. So today, we are going to rip away the villainous cloak of business. We're going to get rid of all that myth about the greedy few and the oppressed many. And we're going to ask you all to turn your most receptive minds toward the new shift in capitalism from profit to beneficial possibilities. We're going to catch the truth that is and must be that business acts as an agent of change for a sustainable future. And best of all, my friends, it is you, the working man and woman, who can individually make those choices happen in your own lives and on a much broader scale. But before we send you off to reshape this entire terrestrial orb, why don't we take a few moments out there to supply you with a few, well, utensils for today's Feast of Wisdom. So first, as I always do, allow me to remind each of you hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. Now, that's the most important position you're ever going to hold in your career. So will you allow me to ask, will this be the day Oh, excuse me, I'm falling apart here. Mm, perhaps I should get myself some Cabernet or something. Anyway, will this be the day that you pause and take stock of your really most impressive abilities and perhaps pick up a pen and share some of your insights in a newsletter blog or a mail letter to a good friend in need? Or will you keep your mental manuscript locked tight in a drawer where it just lies moldering and unhelpful? The choice is truly yours. And as a second uh, utensil, it is time to dip into a little laughter and take a scriptural recitation from the 101 Best Business Quips book. So 
as we round out 2015, I thought last and most important, we should turn to quip number 101. And it may not be funny, but I'd like you to listen to it. Never underestimate the power of a handwritten thank you note. And as an afterthought, my friends, all business is personal. You are never too busy to treat others with exceptional courtesy, for after all, it earns exceptional rewards. And as a third utensil, perhaps we should call this utensil the soul-stirring fork, right now we're going to give you the answers to last week's business quotation. Now today, before we leave the air, we will broadcast another quotation, and we invite you to mail us the name of the author as you believe him or her to be. Simply write down that name and mail it to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com. And if you are correct, we will send you a marvelous gift, freshly disemboweled from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. So, the author of last week's quote, that is the individual who said, Merry Christmas and God bless us, everyone, was spoken by that child of unassailable innocence, Tiny Tim of Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Now, now that quote, I realized, was a Christmas gift, and a great many of you got it right, and you knew the author and received uh, the Bart Spokes Bookstore Prize. But uh, I think now it is time to dig into today's Feast of Wisdom, and let's just find out how to gain mastery over your greatest business asset. And yes, stop looking in other directions. We are talking about you, my good friend. So we're going to ask you to look at that asset while making the community a benevolent force for good. So as we move on and take a look at that, what I'm talking about here is a different perception. That is a different philosophy of business. And I would like to just sort of talk about the philo- taking a philosophy of business for a moment, because first of all, this is something we all need to do. We need to climb that 300-foot ladder and gain an oversight. And I'm going to ask, how many of you really do that? You climb up and say, what am I doing? What is my company doing? What is it here for? And I don't mean in your moments of gruntlement. I mean in the times when you just want to put yourself in a, in a place in the universe and then say, where is this whole business community spinning? We all have that ability to take that oversight and gain insight. So I'm, I think it's something that uh, we might all want to be hold of. We all have the ability as cogent homo sapiens to be philosophers, which means literally seekers and lovers of wisdom. So I pass that on to you. And uh, one of the, the first shifts that we're going to talk about in the business community was is something that uh, Gary Douglas is so very strong on and something that we are here too at Prometheus Publishing. And that is that there's a new shift in capitalism. And by that, I mean that we're still we're having businesses, we're still building them the way they always were. Yes, of course. All of that goes on. You slide your money across the counter, and yes, the widget comes coming right back at you. And heaven knows we're all doing enough of that this Christmas time. But what I would really like to talk about is a change that's coming. And that is the change, the shift of capitalism toward what we call benevolent capitalism. And 
By that I mean, originally, traditionally, business has been, uh, well, it has been centered around profit. Capitalism has been an engine of drive for profit. And I think now that there has to be a change, there is a change, we have, we're moving more toward possibilities, ways to create capabilities of not just a better life for those working around us and those receiving our products, but a way toward a better, more sustainable future. And all this comes to a matter of the right choices. We have just finished a great climate change meeting over in Paris. And what was interesting about that was how industry itself, instead of standing up quite so four square against it, was involved in it. They were part of it. After all, industry is the agent of change. And we I have always said that if betterment, improvement, is going to come to society, it's got to come from the engines of business. I thought about this when I was developing uh, Prometheus Publishing too, too many years back to mention, that we that we really have, we, the business community, holds the uh, organization, the funds, the willingness, and the sense of direction to get things done. There's there's no other organization or groups of organization that can match the doing power of business. And so it's really just a question of where we are going to turn this massive energies. And I think to a large extent, the age of the robber baron, the age of just piling up sheer stuff is is going to boil is, is going past of course we will seek profit um but i think there is a benevolent capitalism coming in and let me give it give it a choice of what i'm talking about uh, i mean a, a, an explanation for me that the the companies now are considering themselves part of their community they are not just plunking themselves out in the field, grinding out stuff and trucking it off. That Yes, those actual things still happen, but they are becoming more involved with the world around them. Uh, in The Art of the CEO, I referred to CEOs and board directors, boards of directors as the new nobility. If you look at it, who is patronizing the arts? Who is bringing great financial and developmental and research efforts to health care, who is bringing new organizations, funding and methods to education, and of course, new tools. This is coming from the arm of business. And there is a benevolence in this, even if it's unintentional and advertent. And I think we can make it more advertent, and people are all the time. Now, as I say, when we founded Prometheus, I looked at it and I said the goal of this company has to be to nudge business toward what it should be in fact and perception that is a force for good. And it can be a force for good because I think the very mode of capitalism itself has shifted because 
we've won a major battle, and we don't really, we may not see it, but this again comes back of that, comes back to that idea of being a philosopher. Step back, if you would be so kind, step back into history with me, and let's look. Business began as really a method of survival. I trade you this corn for that plow, which is going to get me through the winter. We kept making and doing. Uh, women were some of the, the first major engines of business, creating, weaving, and creating so much at uh, w- within the home camp. And men became more the travelers, but they were bearing the goods produced by the women. It's a fascinating subject. But what happened was that through that recently we have come to a mode of uh, beyond survival. That is, right now, we can produce a whole lot more than we can ever use. There is the ability to make more stuff, I mean valuable stuff, than we need. So the question then becomes, what do, what do we do with it? How do we uh, handle that? And how do we handle than the needs of the world. It is a natural look. And it is a success that has come through the the labors of so many. And we have this survival now has moved into how do we handle our surplus and ourselves. You know, (laughs) there's there's an old line, a conversation in My Fair Lady, which is from George Bernard Shaw's marvelous play, Pygmalion. And do little, the poor Englishman do little, is uh, asked by Henry Higgins, have you no morals, man? And he says, no, governor, can't afford them. Neither could you if you were as poor as I. And I think there is something to be said for that, that we now, business now, has the ability to, well, we can afford morals. We can. And I think many are realizing that. As we move on, we want to look into into creating a better world. And, and I don't think this is so far, far-fetched. And so we have a sustainable future. We have people uh, is, is a challenge in front of us. And I think that more and more countries and more and both governments and individual businesses are making choices in this direction. And this is good to see. You see it from uh, things like public service electric and gas decision to put solar panels on every single telephone pole. You drive around and you see alternative energy being uh, purported and put down, not because it is uh, a the, the quickest cash available. It certainly isn't. Not because it is only a new speculative venture, but because there is something good about it. And this is something that I think comes down very much to a capability of the individual. And I want to talk about that individual. We're coming to the end of our first half here, but I want you all to think about, all right, we expect business to make this. So the question is, What are you 
Mr. and Mrs. Salaried Joe and Josephine, wage worker. What about the the small entrepreneur? What decisions can I make that are leading us toward a benevolent capitalism? And while you're pondering that little thing, I would like to uh, ask that we take a brief survey. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Art of the CEO radio show, streaming live from Blog Talk Radio. And since we've come to the midpoint of today's feast, why don't we take a brief survey? It is time for me to introduce to you the folks by whose good graces we are here today. And that company is Prometheus Publishing, creator of Bart's Books Ultimate Business Guides. And you may visit bartsbooks.com, that's B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S.com, and explore a wide wealth of practical wisdom from business masters. And on this very day, Prometheus Publishing would like to invite you to look at a book uh, entitled So That's How They Do It. Tactics from Business Masters. And, you know, I just love this book because instead of giving you some sort of seven-step template, these pages offer you a real smorgasbord of tactics that have brought benefit uh, from a worldwide array of business masters. And friends, you're getting proven examples in this page. succinctly, very humorously, uh, good attitudes, disciplines, mindsets. So pick up a copy as you start at the new year. Study the text, bypass the tools that don't suit, and the ones that apply you may tack on, or maybe you can just set your mind to pondering some innovative improvement of your own. So grab a copy at the bookstore, and if, by the way, you enjoyed today's quip and said, gee, I'd like a new laugh and bit of wisdom flung at me every week, we invite you to visit bartsbooks.com homepage. So click on the blue mailbox and subscribe absolutely free by the eternal enigma of email. (laughs) You're going to receive your laughter and wisdom dose every week. So click on that little blue mailbox and alakazam, a fresh quip, will come to you through your cyber cyber portal. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, and all of us Janices out there reflecting on the anticipation of the coming and passing year, we are back. With, with to look at the philosophy of humankind and the realm of business as we move toward a more benevolent capitalism and just how the world is turning and how you may take part. And I know that the first thing, many critics have come in and they've said, well, yes, this benevolent capitalism is, is just charity, it's a sideline. And we're saying it's not. Now, I do realize that people start businesses to make money. And there's a sorcerer's apprentice aspect here. If I, as CEO, and all the people I hire, I are trained and have their focus on making, just making a profit, there's, uh, you, they're going to fetch water, they're going to fetch profit. And it's very, it's a very natural focus. But I think that as we look at what the people want for after all this whole shift toward being customer centric is really to a very large extent a benevolent look we're not looking at what we can make and ram down the throats of people but rather we're seeing where is the need and we're finding that there is the immediate need of course for the product i need a stapler gotta have it now or more likely what is what are some of the greater needs 
well, you can salve image and conscience. I want to drive a very uh, enviable auto. But beyond that, we know there are other needs. There are needs for peace and stability and working uh, with uh, in a, a world with clean uh, air and water. And all of these are needs that the, the customer-centric firm is being guided and massaged toward a more benevolent capitalism. And that's where we're going with this. So the question is, well, what about me? I'm just Joe Salary. Where, where do I come in in all of this? And frankly, I know probably people have never more felt as if they're just worker bees being controlled. It's, it's very, very much a prevailing attitude out there. But you do have strength because you do have choices. You know, Gary Douglas brought up a point. I really, I really like this. He, was, he said, you say I'm not in business. Well, let me ask you, do you uh, make money? Do you go to work and do you earn money? Yes. Do you bring that money home and run the household with it? Yes. Well, then you have a business. Your business is to run that household, whether it's just you, you in a studio apartment or a whole extended family, including mom and poor Uncle Joe, who's just never found his way. All of that, you have a business. And I think this is something that you have to take at, uh, a good look at, I'm sorry, with a, to see that, that you have more control when than you really do. You know, I, I always say when I am counseling people on finding a job, you are never, ever, ever looking for a job. You are always offering your services. And that is your power. If you can accept that attitude, that you've got gifts, and you can use them. And I think that this is, so hold that attitude and then realize that yes, you are not only in business, you are a business. And you can go forward from that and make the choices accordingly. Now, I think it's interesting that 72% of the recent MBA graduates, uh, last year's, uh, actually 2014 graduates, from Harvard and Wharton uh, said that they would make they would ex- they would look for jobs they uh, or offer their services to uh, firms that had a high ethical standard and a high environmental stewardship. This was something that nobody really expected. They thought you know you you get that uh, MBA which stands for uh, well, it stands for uh, it can be mature at best or whatever. But you get that MBA and you, they're going straight for the cash. They aren't because people are realizing that they're in a world out there and they're part of a, of a community. And if you're going to be as that CEO, you better take the whole perspective of what your client wants. So. Uh, the second thing I would add is that not only do you have services, but you have a voice. You have a voice in where everywhere, no matter how large the company, you have the voice to stand up for being being decent to people. That is, you're like a, a stone in a pond, like a ripple. If you treat people 
with courtesy, if you treat them kindly, and you you have a voice, and you can in, speak up and say when your company is not tre- treating people to the very best of their capability, when they're not when they're holding contempt for clients, which is a real bugaboo of mine, but we see this, when they do not consider the full need of how uh, the company plays a role in society, you have a voice, and you can say that. You don't have to charge into the CEO's office and stand on his desk and stomp your foot. But if you say it, and you notice it, People will take your voice. They listen to voice. And more than ever, folks, people are listening to something that's positive. Let's get real here. We want to, all of us, is sick and tired of the lambasting and negative. So point when you can find something positive that somebody is doing and brag a little bit about every good thing your company does, you've got a, uh, you're beginning a voice and you're nudging it toward uh, what we would call benevolent capitalism, toward, toward doing something that involves a community. Now, uh, I realize that uh, one of the things that business does all the time, and I, I think we ignore this, one of the great benevolences of our capitalistic system is that it is a builder of avenues. You know, today more folks have more avenues of choice in their career due to, to the millions of business builders out there than ever before. You do not have to stick your head down behind an ox and look out at the end of a furrow and say, that is my life forever as it was dad's and will be my son's. You, There are a wealth of avenues that you can in trade and commerce and industry. And I know somebody who auctions off uh, old, rare autographs, because this was her great passion when she was young, and she now works for Sotheby's and takes care of that. What are some of the most amazing things that, uh, I mean, there's so many amazing jobs that you can find out there. Uh, by the way, just so you know, take a guess. What do you think the highest paid per hour salary job is? Well, I'll give you a hint. It's a supermodel. That is, you are if you have the ability, you can literally, literally walk down the aisle and make clothes look good. You, you that is that is one of the higher paid jobs in our society. Whatever you want to do, you have there are there's a business avenue for you somewhere, and that's one of the, the one of the great things that business does. It opens up capacities. I remember uh, Gary when we were, we were chatting, saying that he uh, look at the railroad. The railroad didn't just find a way to move people and ship goods. It opened up new jobs. It opened up a whole new world of capabilities for people to look for their own profit and to live their own lives in a different way. I know we all feel. Uh, at times, we feel as if we're sort of forced into our job. But that's not necessarily how it needs to be. You, too, have a choice to find the new avenues, and that is part of what business is offering you. 
So, ladies and gentlemen, I put this out as we enter the new year. I'm going to ask you to try and make your own choices and make your own life a little kinder to yourself and make your own situation a little better. And then finally, spread some of that good light onto all of those around you through your work. So, ladies and gentlemen, as we round out today's show, I'm going to leave you with our business quotation. And that is, who is the person who said, advice to big business, don't buy the patent, hire the guy who got it. (laughs) As a hint, this was a physician who healed people and taught business people to heal themselves. And remember, if you know the name of this quote, just, just write the date down on the show and write the, uh, and write the author's name, as you believe him or her to be, and send that along to info at bartsbooks.com to win an absolutely astounding, life-changing gift from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. And finally, in the parting, as a parting shot, in the words of my wife's husband, uh, <clears throat> the new year dawns a commercial conflict. All the businesses have resolved to grow and sell more, while debt-beleaguered consumers are promising themselves to buy less. Hmm, I wonder who will win. So, to all you faithful and playful listeners, I hope you've enjoyed the Art of the CEO show today as, as much as I've enjoyed bringing it to you. And remember that you may download this and all our episodes at blogtalkradio.com slash the art of the CEO. And do tune in next week to blogtalkradio.com, the art of the CEO, to catch Miss Connie Mercer, CEO of Homefront, one of the most global thinking, local acting forces that is ending homeless and replacing it with justified hope. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, it has been a privilege. <laughs>